Greetings, greetings, greetings. This is Efi Abeo, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. Uh, grab a seat, cop a squat, get a chair, a pillow, a blanket. Or hell, sit right here on the stoop next to me. Get you something cold to drink, something hot, some water, some tea, some coffee, some juice. Hell, it's 3 o'clock somewhere. Get your drink on. I am not here to judge. It's been a minute. And, you know... I don't know if it was the shift in the ozone layer or the planets are in alignment or, you know, ah, you just go through a lot, right? But I'm that person where I don't know how to fold and I don't know how to give up. I make changes. I adapt. I overcome. I heal. And I don't try to go down that same road twice. So through my hiatus a little bit, I was watching the Big Frida show. Now, the most, what drew me to this show was because it's filmed in New Orleans. And my mother's birthday was November 19th. Now, I do think of the stories and share her life or, you know, have a conversation with her, light a candle. I'm so much better than what I was because I was just shut down. Um, and become quiet and, you know, cry and get into this form of depression. And I stopped doing that <laughs> because I know my mother wouldn't want me to give up. My mother is not the type of woman that, you know, you get 24 hours to mourn and then get your ass up and do what you need to do because they dead. You alive. You still got to make your way in the world. Right. And. It wasn't until like that fourth year when she was gone that, you know, I was in the bed, I was crying, and I heard her as clear as that, get your ass up. I know you fucking lying. And, you know, I went in, got in the shower, cried, and brushed myself off, and I went to work and did what I had to do. And I, after that, I've been doing that for the past 20-something years. I mean, you know, I always remember her birthday, the day she died, you know. It doesn't, it, it, you know, but I do know that concept of I gave you the tools to live this life. Live it to the best of your ability. Because when we meet up, I want to hear tales of what you experienced in your life. So, like I said, I was watching Big Frida because, you know, she's from New Orleans and stuff. And when her mother died, she was going through this depression and then, but her mother had did a video and told her, you don't, don't give up. Like, keep going. Who are you to stop? Like, I'm proud of you. You, you have overcome so many things, but don't stop now. Cause I'm not here. Take those tools and live your life. And then, you know, down the line, her brother died. Her uncle died. Like she was dealing with death. So, she had to deal with that. Deal with still being creative. Deal with the people that she came in that was coming up with her. Right? I love the fact that she kept it, you know, really like, I'm going to show all of it. And I was sitting there and I was so engulfed in this show. Real talk. And that wasn't engulfed because I understand retakes and do all that. 
But what I really, it was a few things that I so gravitated to and I could so understand. One of the things was, you know, when you start now, you have all these people with you. And some people are great with you just being mediocre. Just because they don't want you to supersede. They don't want you to move forward. They don't want you to grow. They don't want you. They just happy with you, you know, your little company, your little book, your little show, your little. So there was one incident and I felt it so like it was so close to home that I had to go back to make sure I was watching what I was watching. So tell you a little bit about the show and spoiler alert if you haven't seen it, but you know, she has a lot of episodes, right? So she got big freedom, big freedom means business. And then she also got the college Hill campus where she, you know, went to school, went back to college. So, but this one is her first one. So it was her and her two friends and they were all bounce artists, right? But she saw so much more. Being invited in the room, and I always talk about that. When you are invited in the room, what are you coming for? Are you going to learn why you're in that room? Or are you going to just gossip and worry about who's sleeping with who and, you know, put all these limitations because of fear? Well, all three of them were bounce artists, right? But Frida saw so much more, so much more potential in just being. But she also had a lot that was stacked against her, black gay, living her life out loud, um, coming from welfare, section eight, you know, no, no silver spoon in her mouth. Right. And dealing with people not accepting her because she lived who she was. Now she has her two friends, right? Katie Red, and it was another one. <clears throat> so when she went to the schools, she said, let's make a bounce song for kids. No cursing. But, you know, because, listen, I don't know if you've ever been down to New Orleans or been down south. Everybody twerk and pop their ass. Okay? Everybody's going to shake their ass. Kids, grown-ups. I understand the rest of the world may look at it and be like, ah, oh, that's just... It's the culture. It's the way of living. You hear that music, you're going to shake. you shaking something. Right? You may not get all the way down and touch your toes, but you sure going to touch a knee, a hip. You're going to touch something. You're going to shake something. But she said, let's make a clean version, but while we doing bounce to the bounce music, let's make the lyrics for them to stay in school and study. Because they're going to bounce. They're, gonna, they're going to twerk. They're going to shake their butt. They're going to do it. So... We just going to make a cleaner version for kids, but we're also going to encourage them to stay in school and get their education. Well, her friends, except for one, was all for it, right? And so they went, they laid the track down. That was it. So we came to the day where she said, okay, uh, we're going to listen to the track. And this is the part, because nothing is being put out, where if we're going to critique it, we're going to make sure we can make it better. If we got to go back into the studio, let's do it. So her friend Katie Red was like, all I hear is you. I don't hear me. 
She said, okay, but what else? All I hear is you, so let's change it. She said, okay. Now, the other friend. Now, mind you, you know how you have those little side conversations and they video you. So, the friend had already said, me and Frida was on the same level. But now, you know, she's moving forward. I'm, I'm a little jealous. Like, you know, and I'm not doing this. Because... You know, she thinks she's going to be bigger than me. Well, she is. <laughs> Let's just put that right there. Right? So, she um, she asked a friend, you know, what do you want to do? You know, do you like it? Do you have any feedback? Oh, I'm done. I'm done. And walked out and you ain't see him no more on none of these episodes. And he was like, you know, me and her started together. And now she thinks she's going to be bigger than me. Now, Katie Red at one time had that same kind of vibe. But then Katie Red said, wait, Frida is putting me on the stage too. And she's going overseas. She's going to all these places. I may go, but won't have the capacity or the backing. So, and Frida was paying it somewhat out of her own money and out of the money from little shows she was doing, she was, you know, funding her videos, like all that, right? Sometimes, you know, you, you want to, and I, I knew, I knew that part. But anyway, let me tell you a story, the, the little episode I saw, so this way we can go into it. So anyway, the friend was very adamant, like, no, I, I'm not going to be, I'm not going to be a part of it and leaves. But our other friend, Katie Red, saw the bigger picture. Like, Frida's on to something, and I'm going to do it. She even helped her friend come out of the fear of, you know, all kids do is watch you. I'm, But Frida was like, no, we're a role model, you know. And, and these kids, they got questions. Oh, but they always looking at us if they're a boy or girl. She said, okay, answer them, you know. And if not, then talk to their parents, and, you know, there's always a way around it. Respect that. But Frida has something that I just totally love. Her work ethic. When you're out there building a name for yourself, you don't have time to pause. You don't. You ain't got time to pause. You got to constantly be on the go. You got to be there. You got to be in the know. You got to, you know, be able, if you're ready, you stay ready. So... You know, like to be in the in the spotlight, to be there, to be where you need to be, to go and build your name. Keep introducing yourself to one day when you step in the room, you don't have to. They already know who you are. So she kept a connection. She kept, you know, friends and old dancers. So when they had events, they would bring Frida. So that was beautiful. But like I said, her friend Katie Red saw the bigger picture, like... This bitch is great. Blow up. The other friend, you know, and we have people that's in our lives like that, that only want to see you, uh, you know, as long as you're on the same level. But once you start surpassing them, that's it. They, the hate will come. So she started elevating. Now, the people that started with you, growth and evolving is one thing, right? And it is everything. You can't just keep having the same key trying to open up new locks. And what I'm saying is you got to evolve. You got to do, you got to go to the next level. Now, that saying is true. Everybody that started with you won't finish with you. 
So, this is why people will talk about you. People will expose you, especially when they're mad or they're envious. But see, what they thought was going to destroy her really worked in her favor. So, <clears throat> we hood, right? Let's let's be honest. If I can't be nothing else, got to be honest. So, while she was out there working, hustling, you know, doing little shows and stuff, getting her little coin together, her mom had her house and she's taking care of her mother. She's making sure she pay her dances, right? She got to pay her rent. Now she got a man, she got to help him, right? So, and the uncle and pay the manager. Like, she's she's on top of that. Uh, Big Frida had a Section 8 apartment. So when her mother died, you know, she's dealing with that. She's still got to go out and do shows. So somebody reported her. Somebody reported her. And we could speculate and be like, oh, it was the friend. It could have been a few people. It could have been one of the girls that was dating a man. It could have been anybody. It could have been the very people that's in her face every day. It could have been the camera crew. Like, why is she living rich and, and lustrous and um, she ain't got to pay that much rent, $16, and here I am. I got to pay a mortgage. So it could have been anybody. Well, she got caught. And because she was making a name for herself, she was in every tabloid, every blog post. Big Frida exposed for fraud of Section 8. She pleaded guilty. Right? She went, got a lawyer, and she pleaded guilty. When she walked in that courtroom, she had her manager, right? She had her lawyer, and she had her dancer. One of the dancers, the girl that calls her mom. And she kept on. But her mom and all of them was waiting at the house, waiting because, you know, well, no, her mother had passed away then. Um, you know, so the uncle, he was waiting at the house because he's in wheelchair. But then I noticed, you know, everybody will ride with you as long as you're doing something for them. So here it is, Big Frida, once you got to pay the piper and your shit is exposed. Not everybody will ride with you. But she didn't put her head down. She took it. You know, she was scared. She had to, you know, come clean like, yeah, I'm guilty. And the judge wound up charging her $70,000, $30,000 to pay back to Section 8, $30,000 for restitution, and then three years probation with no drugs in her system whatsoever. And she was smoking weed. So now she had to be clean, take random drug tests, you know, go and see her PO officer. Like, it was all of it, right? And, she, you know, then she started with her spiritual side, started delving into that, and she had to get her life right, right? Now, she's doing all that. So, when <laughs> most people are not riding with you, let me let me put it this way. Most people are not riding for you. They're riding with you. And the only reason why they're in that car, they're trying to see how much you put in for gas so they can count your coin. Real talk. They don't, if you get into a crash or your car get messed up, if you can pay it and fix it, now they, they get ready to up the ante. They want more money. They want more of this because they see you. But they don't see, well, damn, you know, this week I'm not going to be able to pay my light bill in full. Or this week I won't be able to 
pay for this this promo spot. This week, I just got to eat beans and rice and so I can pay for this because this is going to get me to the next level. They don't see that. They just see, oh, if she got it, I can get it too. And now I'm going to charge it. And I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Because not everybody is riding with you. They Well, not everybody's riding for you. They're riding with you. They're just trying to see what they can get. So anyway, when the judge told her to um, pay 30000 up front or she was going to jail. Now, mind you, when the court stuff happened, she started putting money to the side. Her lawyer instructed her. You know, stop. I get it. You got to pay them and pay them, but put money to the side. So when it was time, right, it, was, it wasn't just, oh, I got caught and now next week. No, this was dragged out like close to a year or so. So she wound up putting money to the side because her lawyer told her to. Now, when she paid for, so she won't have to go to jail. Her dancers and it was like, oh, if she could pay thirty thousand on the spot, we can get a raise. And I love it because, like I said, the side conversation. She was like, yo, they didn't even worry about like the stuff I'm going through. They only wanted more money because they said I can pay this. They didn't even look at the part of me skimping, me going to the secondhand store buying things, and. So they can eat. They can have money. That was, I don't want to say triggering, but it just brought up some memories. But anyway, let me finish. So the dancers got in their feelings. Then they became privileged. Then one of them made the statement of Big Frida is just a tree. We the lights. We make her look good. So her choreographer, right? I like him. Bougie as shit, but I liked him in this episode. Because he was like, she's the talent. She's everything. You wouldn't be anything or have no opportunity if she didn't she didn't put you out there. But they didn't see that. So, I love it because the dance guy said, let's do interviews. And anyone that think their spot is secure, it's not. You got to interview and do uh, a dance interview for us as well. They were livid. They were livid. Like, I've been dancing with her. How dare you? Save it and come and prove to us that you deserve a spot on this team. And the reason why the choreographer did that, because he had went out to Vegas and he saw where people were really taking it serious and they seen how these big name people were mixing it up. Like they'll get different dances to hire or they get like a certain amount and they would rotate. But, you know, when you have people that constantly are around you and they're just, like I said, some people are not riding with you, for you. They're riding with you. They're not riding for you. They're not there like, yo, I'm with you, and what can I give? Or, you know, damn, we're going to rise together. None of them did that. Um, all they worried about was their spot. Oh, I could be replaced too. Anybody could be replaced. So anyway, long story short, the, the two dancers, you know, Frida wind up letting them go, and it really hurt her. But, you know, you got to move forward. Because she said it. She said not once did they go, well, damn, you know, 
she's going through a rough time right now. I'm going to ride for her and ride with her. And I know we're going to get through this together. She only had one person that was with her that said, I would give up my spot and my, um, and my, my, my pay so everybody else can eat. And she was like, no, I need you. But she also not, if you made up your mind, like give it first 24 hours. But if you made up your mind, I can't fight you. But know that I need you. You're important on this team of Team Freedom. So I was sitting back and as I was watching, I remembered. I had a lot of people on my team, y'all. I did. I had a lot of people on my team when I started this. I mean, everybody was with me and they were like, yeah, they was writing with me. They would tell me how to speak and tell me what to stand and, you know, all that. And then as I started progressing and when I got into rooms, I started learning. And they were like, well, why can't you stay the same? Why are you closing your store? And I'm like, well, because you're getting free candles from me. You're really not... You know, you're getting free readings from me, and this is not it. Like, we're supposed to grow and evolve and move forward, and, you know, couldn't see that. Then, when they saw me on Vice News, it was, oh, you think you better? No, but if you think that, then yeah, okay. Then it was... Oh, well, you know, you're, you're becoming too Hollywood. Hollywood. I ain't even made it to California yet. Like, thank you if you see my potential, but no. And as long as I was doing for them, they were okay. As long as I turn a blind eye and do whatever for those people, everyone was good. And as long as I didn't say I want, I remember being somewhere, and I was like, yo, I'm ready to go and do the virtual. I'm ready to re reinvent my whole thing. Why? Won't you just stay the same? Why? That's the, hard, that's the most horrific thing you can say to someone. Don't ever change. That's horrible. We all evolve. We all grow. Why would you want me to be stuck in one place with no growth, no elevation? Yeah, I'm going to learn. I'm going to bump my head. I'm going to fall on my ass. I may even get dragged. And I did that. Doesn't mean anything. Now, yeah, it may take me a little longer. I, I, overnight success can take you 12, 15, 30 years. And I'm good with that. Because I'd rather have, give you quality work than quantity. And not know about what it is I'm doing or how I'm doing it. I once had a person say, you know, all these spiritual people and I don't see nobody rich. And I remember sitting in my godfather's house and I was like, yeah, you know, this person was saying that he said, are we 12? Why do we, why do we need to show what it is we got? Who are we, who, who, who are we impressing? He was like, no, no, no one, even the elders are not going to do that. Who are we impressing? Cause now you're taking it away from healing and putting and helping people get in alignment. And now it's all about what you acquire. The same way as you have people going around acquiring, you know, God kids, just picking them up like they're rocks on the street. And then when these people turn on them or leave them, now they're mad and they're, oh, this is why I don't have God kids. Well, 
Are, are you really servicing all of them? What's the use of you having? I love what John Mason said. What's the use of having 50 chairs and you only got one ass? Are you helping and being available to all these people? Or do we just want to show the world like we got 900 God kids and we got all this money? Well, and if you didn't acquire it the right way, <laughs> Big Frida got off, but that was 2017. They ain't doing that shit now. They put jail behind stuff. So, uh-uh. But you, you know that that saying is true. And even with the friend, Frida was great as long as you weren't competition. But now that she's going out there, taking, you know, full responsibility and accountability of her life and, you know, going back, revisiting old wounds and dealing with finances and, you know, cutting people out or, or giving them their space to go and do. Because, you know, we're not the odd couple. And I remember saying that to someone when they were like, oh, you're going to miss me. Why? We're not the odd couple. We gonna live with each other until we're ninety? No, that that doesn't work. No, no. I used to, when I was staying, I was renting a room at my goddaughter's house. She wasn't my goddaughter then, right? She was just my friend, Melissa. And I remember telling her, I said, the day I put bees on you will be the day that I move. One is I'm not that godparent that's gonna live off her godchildren. I'm gonna live off my kids. So why would I live off of someone else? We're not doing that. And you, if it works for other people, God bless you, right? But I know godparents that their godkids got to pay their Netflix bill, got to pay their cable bill, got to pay for if they go out. You know, I never forget when my god sister wanted to, because my godmother then, she liked Big Frida. So Big Frida was coming to New York. Never forget that. And my god sister was like, oh my goodness, you know, I want to get you... A ticket, you know, to go and see. She said, if it's not front row, I'm not going. So my God says, I guess you won't be going there. And that was it. Wasn't no hard feelings or anything. Now you have some godparents that go, if you booking me a flight, I only fly first class. What? Wait, what? Or if you're getting me seats at a show, I have to sit right here in front of the stage. Well, somebody gave me tickets for, you know, row 30. Uh, I'll be. No, mm -mm, no, you, you got to. And you have to make sure I have coffee and feed me and all that. What? <laughs> I guess you won't be going. I'll tell you about it when I come back. And that's how that would go. Um, you have some people that, you know, where you have to buy my outfit. You got to pay for my clothes. You got to pay for my man stuff. You know, you got to pay for my kids. When I see that, I just cry. Like, and the sad part is not always, but most of the times, it's not reciprocated. I remember being in this house and this godfather, his godkids had to pay for everything. Everything. And when the goddaughter needed him, he was like, oh, well, you know, when I get around to it, I said, damn. They couldn't say that when he, oh, I need my cable bill paid. I need my ticket brought. So when I come to New York, I need, oh, I'm, what? Like, are you serious? And 
you know, a few of these women, they were robbing Peter to pay Paul just for their own finances. But they'll do it. And when from seeing that, I never forget, I took her to the river. And I made a, a, just a loud statement of, I'm not going to do that with my God kids. They're, they're not cash cows. They're not registers. And it's crazy because the people that were around me, they were like, oh, well, you can get, you know, four of your God kids. I'm not doing that. Like, no. Oh, but, you know, everybody else. Does. Well, I'm not everybody. So I'm good. And mind you, I left those people alone, too. Because how dare you? That's that's horrific. Oh, well, you will never go nowhere. Well, you're, you're still stuck where you are. Lying and I think that's scamming people. For real. We are able adults. <laughs> yeah, nah. Not gonna work for my mom and them teaching you how teaching me how to be independent for real. Um, but anyway, they wind up, and you know, when they all left, they all said the same thing. Oh, I'm gonna be better than her. She's gonna see, you know, I'm never coming back. And it was the manager, right? He was dogging her out. But he went and told the new manager, you know, you, you took my spot, you know. And you. Well, when Big Frida had her party, he showed up. And she was like, oh, you know, thank you for coming. You know, I hope that we still can be friends. But then in one episode when they were saying how they want to release, she was like, you know, I want to release him because of all the wicked and evil things he was saying. Big Mike always said, if you want to hurt someone, target their po pockets, their change. Here it is. They were all getting fed from her. Then the manager guy did something. And I said, oh, now I know this is, this is a confirmation. So the manager guy, Big Frida said, listen, they're, they're offering like 50000 Go and seal the deal. Get the money. Bring it back. Okay. He saw that she was getting 50000 right? He goes in and add his fee on there. His fee. And let me explain. He added his fee. So on top of the 50000 they was going to pay Big Frida, he added 20000 saying for his fee, right? Because he got to get paid. So Big Frida was like, yo, that's stealing. I can't trust you. We agree. You know, you're supposed to go... Steal a deal, get the check, bring it back. All he saw was money. And he's like, oh, because now she's making a little bank. She's, you know, going to Brazil. She's going to, you know, all these places. And, you know, now people are recognizing her and then fighting her. She went to Germany. Like, she went on a overseas tour. So, here it is. She's doing all this. And he was like, oh, she getting this amount. Now, let me add my fee on. We didn't, we, we sat down. We, I sealed this deal. I, you as my manager, I can't be there. I have to prepare for this tour. So I'm the talent. I'm paying you. You're getting a percentage of, you know, my, my pay. But this right here is a, a different deal. So you go collect the check, sign it off. And, you know, bring it back. 
So that's something I don't got to worry about because now I can focus on getting the girls ready and the dances and getting my costume and going, you know, making sure the tickets and everything. So when he was sitting there talking to the new manager, he was like, Frida said I stole. And the guy's like, well, in a sense you did because, well, I saw the money. And he was being honest. I saw the money she was getting. And why can't I get paid? Now, y'all, let me explain this. At one time, I had a manager, right? Because I'm wanting to go out and do and talk and teach. And, you know, I can't do everything and run the store and take care of my, my spiritual uh, responsibilities. So, I got a manager that speaks for me. You know, she puts everything out there. When she saw where, and it wasn't even 50000 this was a few hundreds. When she saw that I was getting, you know, these this little money, right? Because it wasn't thousands. But when she saw it, why she put her tag on there as well? Now, mind you, every deal that came across, every person that wanted, I was taking care of it, right? All she had to do was go and represent me and sign the paperwork and, you know, get the contract and look it over. And if there's any indiscrepancies or any kind of questions she don't understand, call me and, you know, we'll talk about it, right? And to go to different spots and, you know, see how it is before I get there, you know, things like that. Now, mind you, in the process, when I first started, I couldn't pay her. So I would give her readings. Then she started having me read her friends, her family, her boyfriend, her side piece. And I'm like, okay. But when it was time for her to step up to the plate, no. But then when she starts seeing little coins come through, now it's a different thing. Now I'm going to separate myself from you before I punch you out. Yeah, real talk. And then it was, oh, she's jealous of me. Oh, just really trying to dog me out. Then she tried, that's why I listened. Then she tried to change all my passwords so I couldn't get into my, my webpage, my accounts. But see, right when I, while I was cursing her out, I was changing everything right then and there. For real, right then and there. So when she, you just saw, because everything was still in my email. So remember, I changed everything. So it was, you know, the, was this you changing the password? Was this you, you know, this activity was, you know, trying to, is this you? No, no, it's not. So she was like, now she was really mad. Then she tried to go to the different people that, you know, I had introduced her to as my manager, but I already called those people. It was like, listen, we parted ways. You know, if you need her to represent you, that's on you. I don't have a problem with that, but she doesn't represent me no more. Oh, she was heated. Because I'm telling you, while she was sitting there and I was arguing with her, I was changing the passwords. And then I turned around and was calling people while she was standing there talking. And I was like, as long as you don't call me out of my name, we're good. But it's, it, it always seemed that when, you know, you start growing and people just think like, oh, well, you owe me this. I don't remember you 29 years ago when I started reading cards. I didn't even know you then. I don't remember you 
with me while I'm in the rain or I'm walking in the snow or I'm walking in the heat going to do readings for people. I don't remember you uh, sitting there like after I get off from work, working a double shift at the Love Shack. Now I got to go to someone's house or go downtown in Atlanta. Matter of fact, you wasn't even in Atlanta when I was living down there doing all that, building a name for myself. I don't remember you doing that. Then when I made the decision of coming to New York, working for the Botanica, I didn't even know you then. So who are you? When I was working out in Long Island at the Botanica, before they closed it and came and merged it back into Jamaica religion. I don't remember you when I had to do the audition and read for them and prove to myself every day that I deserve to be here. I, I don't remember you. But you said you were owed something. Owed what? But I liked it because when Big Frida looked at her dances, she was like, yeah, y'all started with me when I started putting on the shows, but y'all weren't with me when I was gracing those streets and going to the street parties and going everywhere and putting my name out there. I didn't know y'all then. Once I got to this level, then I invited y'all in. And then as I grew, as you evolve, things change. You change. You know, when I when I told people... Oh, especially, you know, the team I once had that, hey, you know, we go in a different route. I'm not going to be reading. Oh, wow. Well, how are we? Bye. If you don't feel like this is for you, bye. Bye. Well, I'm going to read cards. Go ahead. Do you. I, I'm retired. I, after December 31st, I'm done. Now I'm going to be doing other things. I didn't say I'm stopped doing anything spiritual. No. I just won't be reading cards. Not advertising for what? I did it. Now I can teach people how to read. I, I don't need to, in divine, use other methods of divination. I can teach them. I don't need to uh, read now no more. Oh, well, you know, how are we going to do? And I didn't say I would stop being spiritual. Now we're elevating. Well, I'm going to go and read cards. Okay, then go ahead. I'm not mad. Do you? To you, oh, and I'm going to be, I don't care if I read for 29 years, 30 years, this is my bread and butter, and I would, you crazy to walk away from it. How do you, oh man, I, I didn't get a welcoming saying, wow, I'm with you, and what's our next step, and you know, wow, let's go, I'm ready to see what's over the new horizon. I didn't get that. But you know what? I always say, wherever you are, God prepares you for it. When I first started, started reading cards for the public and wanting to open up a store, I didn't get a welcome neither. It was, oh my goodness, you shouldn't do that. Oh, you crazy. No one's going to want it. And then as I started growing and started moving forward and being invited at tables and you would see me all over the place or people start talking about me. Now it's, oh, I always believed in you. Yeah, girl. Oh my goodness. So... I know I'm on the right path and I'm grateful. But seeing that was just like, wow, wow. And also, you know, before this is over, she was, she was um, so busy working, making sure she take care of everybody. She brought her mom a car, like she helping her sisters. She helping brother, she helping everybody, right? The dancers, she got paid at. She was 
really funding her own videos and paying everybody and getting the costumes and all that, right? She was spending her own money. Money she made, she did a Nipsey Hustle. The money we made, I, I still got to pay for studio time. I got to pay for my costumes, the makeup artists. So she was feeding everybody. Everybody. I know that feeling all too well, right? But no regrets. So her love life suffered. But I love what the uncle said. He said... Frida loves you because you're not ashamed to go out with her in public. You know, she's a gay man and, you know, she dressed feminine and, you know, but he just, he, he was cheating <laughs> everything. I get it. I get it. You know, I get it. And I was sitting there and I was like, wow, you know. We don't always follow what, you know, is divine to us. But I have a great love for Allegra. Mafeta Foon Allegra every day of my life. But Mafeta Foon Shango Kabosile, Mafeta Foon Ogun. But Mafeta Foon Ogun every day. <laughs> she said, even Obatela said, I give you all the blessings of the sky. You just cannot give it away to a man. Can't have human suitcases. I was dating this dude. And it was, it was convenient. Because while I traveled and while I did all of that, I didn't have a woman come to me and be like, oh, I'm cheating with your man. You know, God knows what he was doing. He just knew not to have. He's like, yo, she's crazy for real. So don't come and... Tell her this and this, right? But um, he was he he was the only time he was being nice. If I was offering, like, hey, let's go here. Hey, you know, I want to go to this restaurant. Hey, let's go and do this. And he didn't have no money. And even when he worked, if I have to remind you. Hey, it's my birthday. I always brought you a gift. I hope, oh, yeah, I'm going to send you some. And he did, some flowers. He put $50 in my, on my cash app. And don't come and tell me, oh, well, he did something. No, 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 no. No, I have to remind you. I have to tell you. That's like me begging. And I'm not begging for nothing. Um, then it was the last time when I went down to New York. It was lie after lie after lie. And I'm like, without even praying, without even talking about it, none of that. And I'm like, so something is off. And when I went, Alegua said, him and Shango Kabosile, yeah, you, 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 you doing this? It ain't, it ain't, it ain't going to work. You're going to wind up losing everything. Because this person is not sincere. Just making a long story short. This person is not sincere. This person is going to use you for everything. They didn't fall in love with your heart. They fell in love with your hand, in other words. So you're going to bend over backwards helping them. And in the process, you're going to lose everything. <laughs> I work too hard. Now, I am not that type of woman. And Big Frida and them, God bless them. Maybe it was just for the TV or maybe that's how she really is. I don't know her personally. But I also know a few women that are like that. Oh, well... A piece of man is better than no man at all. 
I don't even eat a piece of chicken. So, no. Because uh, I don't even eat meat. Vegetarian. Um, because it's convenient. Or because, well, you know, I don't have time and you know, they're always there. No, they're only there when you have something to offer. You're a cash cow for them. I'm not that. And I remember sitting there. We was in a restaurant. I've never met no one in a restaurant. A restaurant where you taking off your shoes, playing with your family. I'm like, yo, you got people eating here. Oh, what? Oh, now you're embarrassing. Okay, now we got to go. Mm-mm. Or, you know, I wish I had that. What, those sneakers? Yeah. Okay, so work and get you some. Ah, uh, you know, it's going to take me forever. But you know, you got money. You can buy it now. You won't get those sneakers. <laughs> and if I do go in there and get them, I'm going to get them for me. I ain't going to get them for you. But I don't like them. Oh, word. Yo. I can't make this up. Yo, babes, listen. My phone is messed up. Oh, okay. Well, you know, go get you an Obama phone. Now, I see, I was on a dating site. <laughs> I was on a dating site. And the girl hacked my phone. Now, my phone won't work. So, can you get me a phone? I need an iPhone. You on a dating site meeting other women and you want me to give you a phone. Or get you a phone. Yeah. Hang up and stop talking to me. I couldn't get mad. Because see. Most people don't fall in love with your heart. They fall in love with your hand. Of what you can give. And me thinking. Oh wow. You know. I can I can help him. And put him on his feet. Real talk. And he'll. You know. Once he get there. No. No. That's why I love Lori Harvey. Y'all can say what y'all want. I love her. Date your financial lane. Date your financial lane. Oh, but not every... Do you know your worth? Do you know what you're bringing to the building or the block? Some women like to be controlling and be on top. And they want, you know, somebody they can bully around or whatever and think they're supposed to love them. No, that fix what's broken in you. And me ignoring all those things about me, health, mentally, spiritually, physically, all of that, and pouring everything into him was a wake-up call for me to where I really need to heal even more. What am I ignoring inside of me where I got to pay attention to you? I don't need a project. I want a partner, not a project. Some people are so scared of being alone or think like, yo, that's the only dude that spoke to me. No, dudes talk to me all the fucking time. I'm good. But right now, I need to lose weight. I need to study, get my head back in the game, really bow down to, you know, so when these opportunities start opening back up or when it's time for me to be called to do A, B, and C. I'm 100%. You know, I, I love the tribe that I have because they go, listen, we we mentioned your name in rooms. I know you're not there. We ain't going to sit and wait for you. But as you come along, they already know about you. We ain't waiting. 
But we definitely paved the road so you can get there. The door is right there. All you got to do is walk through it. But you want to be healthy. No one wants to invest in something into a product where you don't have longevity. You can't go and do and get your mind frame right. There was an episode where Big Frida, she asked her girlfriend to go check up on her man. And the girlfriend goes, child, he's cheating. He had some girl house in Mississippi. He was supposed to come to Hawaii to be with Frida. You can have be the complete package, give him everything. Still go and cheat with somebody else. Right? Now, if it wasn't for her manager then, she was like, oh, I'm going. That's it. I'm canceling the, the tour. I'm going to curse him out. We both going to be broke? Now, I remember I was on my tour of Atlanta and going to different spots, introducing myself and reading cards and teaching and all that, right? It was beautiful. I love it. Um, the person I was dating was in a car with some woman and, you know, everybody was telling me. Not one time did I say, oh my goodness, I'm going to stop my trip and I'm going to go up there and curse them out. I know you fucking lying. Ain't nothing getting away with my bread. When I did come, I addressed it. They lied. The girl was hiding. Okay. And then it was, you know, I made a mistake. Mm -mm. But it was one of my close friends that said, because I was up there. I was up there and he was, you know, calling. Some people like when you act ignorant. Because that's like, oh, she didn't change. She didn't. So one of my homeboys, he was like, yo, I don't like this look you have. Yo, you broke your neck to get the hell up off of 109 and change your life and you know I love following you on social media but this right here nah nah I don't like how you act around him the part that you already healed from that why are you going back and I hugged him and started crying and I left now mind you all my supposedly friends back then Oh, girl, you know, he know he love you because you was up there great to bust him in the head with a hammer. And, you know, girl, that's love. No, that's not. That's trauma. That is. And we're, we're just because your man do that. No, no, I, no. Where I had to really sit. I was sitting at the train outside, Far Rockaway, Beach 60. And I was like, yo, I don't need no more projects. I don't need nobody that's unsure of themselves. I don't need this drama. Because it was even a good girlfriend of mine, her brother, her younger brother. He was trying to talk to me, and I was like, play him. No. Nowhere did I find you appealing. And I don't, you don't need me as a come up. You, you, can, you can get your own come up. And I remember when he was like, oh, I'm going here for the weekend. And it was, it was... It was tempting, right? But then reality hit me in the head when he was like, yeah, because, you know, you have to do this. And you have, oh, wait, poor. I got my own money. And he was like, oh, for real? Yeah. See, the one thing dudes don't understand, they don't, they don't deal with a, a chick that's coming in with her own $40. Like, nah, play, I got my own money. Oh, oh, yeah. Now, um, oh, you too independent. I had dudes tell me that. Oh, you too independent. So you want a chick that's going to constantly beg you for $40. One dude really told me, he said, I can't date you because 
you're going to want me to be responsible. And right now, I'm living in my mom's house and I don't have to be responsible. I said, say less. And I walked away. Yeah, that was some years ago, though. Um, yeah. When, when my friend Benu was like, yo, they ain't a woman like you. You got to have your life in order. Like, you're the type that be like, yo, you got insurance? <laughs> be like, for my car? No, life insurance. Nah, yeah, I can't date you. <laughs> he was like, so you got to be, you got to have your shit in order. He was like, yeah. And I was like, but wouldn't you want that? You know, you're older. He was like, nah, not everybody. He said, because some chicks, they don't care. Like, they're not asking, what's your 401k and what's your credit score and, you know, what's your plans for the next five years? He was like, yo, ain't nobody just like, yo, we fucking or not? And I was like, yeah, nah, no. He was like, yeah, so it's a different breed. But then I had to look at myself and say, why are you dating below what your, your financial as well as your mental and as well as all of that? Are you dating guys that are healed or that keep on saying they're going to get healed? I'm going to, I'm going to, and they never do it. Like, why are you dating the old version of what you used to have? Now maybe you need to look at yourself and heal that part of you that allowed all that. See, you got to heal that version. And I had to do that. And I'm grateful. Because now the things that I would have openly been a part of disgust me now like nah that's not that's not what I do even one of my friends right my homeboy he only called me for gossip and I'm like yo you you don't call me about anything that's positive that happened so I, our phone calls are very slim very slim and I'm grateful because it weeds itself out when you start growing and elevating and you know not everybody's going to ride with you. Not everybody's going to want to be around you. People are going to fall off. And it's okay. Don't go back and try to save them. God took the garbage out for you. You ain't got to get your hands dirty. No mess, no fuss, none of that. No fuss, none of that. So be grateful and live your life. And appreciate those people that's been pouring into you, that's been helping you, that's been lifting you up, that's been inspiring you, that's been helping you, supporting you. Not those people that haven't done shit for you. Real talk. Love you.